You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm Craig and I'm the host of the podcast and I'm joined by John and Chris. All right, guys? All right. Evening. All right, good to have you back, Chris. You feeling better? Ah, uh, am I? My throat's well. I say my throat's a wee bit better, but it still sounds a bit dodgy to me. So that's no. it. It's light and chat. That is. Uh, this is my husky late night voice. I don't know what you're on about. I don't know what that would sound like. <laughs> I'll let you know when Chris calls me late at night. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, we record just after nine o'clock here, so it's a bit earlier. Now, it's, before we start the football, before we start the football banner, I wanted to tell you that I bought a new house phone. It's interesting stuff because people will want to know that I buy a new house phone because I wanted to get a new answer machine. So I got a new answer machine and obviously you need to leave a message. So I decided, right, how am I going to do this? What kind of message am I going to leave? So I decided to do it in a podcast style. So I did it. Hello and welcome to the AD voicemail. (laughs) Thinking, right, this this is going to be brilliant. This is going to be brilliant. It's going to be so... I'll just do it deadpan just like I do the, the podcast. Just I suppose my natural voice. Then the only problem is nobody that listens to the podcasts phone me up. They never phone me, so nobody's going to get it. Anyone that does phone me is going to say, "What is this all about? Who says hello and welcome to the voicemail?" What? <laughs> <laughs> See, what you need to do is you should mention the forum on the message. <laughs> Free advertising. Get people that don't normally oh. go on yeah, the forum and have a go. Well, that would get the cold callers, wouldn't it? Right. Oh, they'd be waiting to leave a message, and then all they'd get is a big oh, sponsor's message. Brilliant. I've just seen something on the internet here. I don't know if it's true, but uh, see how we like our wrestling chat. Supposedly, the WWE chairman, Vince McMahon's wanting to buy Newcastle. <laughs> no, oh, please tell me that's true. Oh, Vince McMahon. What a guy. That would be superb. Can oh, you remember that, that he was really, true. he was weedy, and then he came out solid one day? He'd obviously been at the roids, or so Greg was telling me. I, I don't think he was, but Greg said he was. Aye. Oh, I hope that's true. Could be good. That, that would <laughs> be good, man. That would that'd be amazing. <laughs> I didn't know that he was still... Oh, he's only 68. <laughs> Aye. Aye, some guy. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, there he is in the front of Muscle and Fitness magazine. Oh, Chris, you'd like that picture. <laughs> ah, you're right. <laughs> He's got a fair set. <laughs> <laughs> right, back to the Scottish football. The charity bet. I'll, I'll let everybody know about the charity bet, but everybody knows we went for a sevenfold and that's never going to come in. The, the Premiership games, we're going to mention the, the League Cup ticket, League Cup final ticket allocation. Uh, it was something we are going to discuss prior to the podcast recording started, but as I say before we start recording, save the banter. Got to save the banner. There's no much going about, so you've got to save it. Then the, the charity bet, we'll pick our charity bet. That's if we don't pick it at the start, and then we'll do our Premiership predictions. So start with the charity bet. Greg came on last week, Chris, and he was quite keen. He'd done a, a five-match prediction. It was all home wins in the, the Premiership, and he was quite confident. He tells me this, and then next thing, John comes on the call, and then he, he tells me, ah, I've done my research, I've got two picks. And I thought, no, I can't, I can't let John do research. And not include the game, so we did. We decided to go for the seven fold, and well, it turns out it was a, it was a bit foolish. 
Greg, only four of his came up because Inverness drew 0 0 with Hearts. And John, you didn't do very well because Stranraer drew. Stranraer drew, aye. To be fair to Greg, it wasn't far off Inverness. If we'd just stuck to the fivefold, Inverness were supposedly hammering Hearts and they had over 20 attempts in goal. Mm-hmm. Just couldn't, and they had to. They had the woodwork four times in the first half. Yes. Aye, the heart so... score was a bit of a charmed life. So, uh, aye, he wasn't far away for all I was laughing at it last week. But it was it's funny, like, see how, see how he mentioned about the five homes, obviously, but it's excluded the Aberdeen game. I'd posted a thing in the forum, see, on Saturday at one point, all the championship games were getting won by the away team. Yeah. It never finished like that, though, because um, Dumbarton came back, certainly. But... That's no use, sir. No. I found that I just, I thought it was quite interesting. Yeah. We had uh, McAllister to score first for Peterhead, but Rogers scored, and I McAllister used, didn't used score at all. I get excited when I seen Peterhead had gone a goal up. I thought, oh, that's it. Charity bet must be up. Rogers. Yep. And then just to, to make it worse, Law scored first for Rangers. Oh, Well, I'm not really sure exactly how he scored it, because all I see was the cross going in. I don't know if it hit his bum, hit his leg, hit his foot. I don't know, because the camera angle was really poor. Typical. But aye, so it was, it was pretty poor. Now, I've got a couple of suggestions, but I'll save them for later. I'll save them for after the, the Premiership predictions in case there's something easy in there for us to, to pick from. I think there's something that jumps out at me straight away before we even discuss it, but I won't say it just now. Then moving on to the, the Premiership games at the weekend, and I mentioned before that I watch the highlights. I often watch it on YouTube. I just find it a wee bit... Uh, I like the banter on sports scene, but sometimes YouTube's a wee bit uh, quicker for me. But I've mentioned before that I don't like the pop-ups in the video. I don't like how it keeps coming up. Uh, it talks about SPFL at the top right-hand corner. There's pop-ups here, there and everywhere. But maybe I'm the last person to spot this, but there's an option in YouTube to turn off annotations. I never knew that but until tonight. I'm always caught in the wee X's. Well, Chris, don't worry. Don't worry because I found out this new feature. You can just go, it's in the cog. You know how you can change the resolution? Mm-hmm. You, in there, you can turn off annotations and then you get rid of all that nonsense. Ah, brilliant. Aye. That's good. I only but, found out tonight's maybe been there for ages. What banter are you talking about in sports scene? Oh, there's always you banter. Be, you must have watched a different programme with me. No, no, no I like it. Oh, especially when it was a new set. When like Sutherland s- stands up and he, he says, I'm, I'm still standing. It's all changed here. <laughs> that was embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Who was on it this week? Michael Stewart and Caleb Davidson. All right, Thompson, no on it. You have no. He's not been on for a few weeks. No, they they, they got uh, Davidson on so they could just completely ignore Celtic being better than they were last week. So they could just say uh, Celtic scored some goals. But uh, what about your Scottish Cup game last week? (laughs) 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 They they literally spent more time talking about the St Johnson win over was it Forfar than they did about the Celtic St Johnson game. No, that's the way it should be, Chris. That's how it should be. I don't mind them getting the guests on to talk about things, but at least talk about things that happened in the last seven days. Aye. You're there to talk about this week's highlights. You had all the chance to talk about St. Johnson last week. Did you know see, see the start of it, the opening credits? It was all about the Scottish Cup anyway. I was getting confused. I was thinking, here, what's happening here? Are they showing a repeater last week? Because it was all Scottish Cup goals and all that at the start. I was like, Oof, what's happening here? And then it turned out it was all right. But... Yeah, it was a bit confusing, wasn't it? Last week, we had these teams winning. Aye. And Inverness turning now. Go again on is it Tuesday night, Wednesday night, uh, tomorrow night. I think I Tuesday, Tuesday. Aye, that's tomorrow night. There was a Premiership game on, but it's been postponed. Is it Inverness? Yeah, Inverness Hubs. Yeah. So that's been postponed to a later date because the Scottish Cup takes priority. So 
the first game of the weekend and one I sat down to watch was St Mirren against Aberdeen. And I said in the podcast last week, I didn't expect Aberdeen to, to play as well as they did against Celtic because often I spot these teams, a victory like that goes to their heads a wee bit, eh, whether they like to admit it or not. And I watched this game and I'd watched the first half and I thought it was it was all right. It wasn't the worst game of football I'd watched until they started talking at half time saying that there hadn't been a shot and goal. And I thought to myself, wait a minute. But right, it wasn't a shot and goal. Aye, I know, I've seen that as It was well. almost yeah. as if I, I'd just not noticed. <laughs> the first shot and goal was something like the 57th minute. And then oh, St Mirren never had a shot and goal till about the 80, 80th minute or something like that. It was, it was a wee bit later than that. I think 89th minute they mentioned oh, it. It was, it was no, no a great game. I mean, someone said in the forum, as a neutral, it was a dire game to watch. I said, as a fan, it was a dire game to watch. Never mind being a neutral. But the main thing is we get the three points. That's it. That's the thing. Sign of a good team. That's it, exactly. And, I, and again, we got, again, we scored in the last 10 minutes, so it shows we keep on going to the end. Penalty nice. decision, obviously, a bit controversial. Maybe it was outside the box. Well, but I'm, not, I'm not going to slag off a referee for that one because it's so... Like, they were slowing it down in sports scene and they were stopping it and they were trying to see if he was... Just what side of the line he was on. And even then, it looked maybe like he was on the line, maybe he wasn't. Yes, so if you can't slow it down and tell... What chances the referee you got? Exactly. Where's the referee in that one? Apparently, Jemba Jemba should not have dived in. That's oh, the bottom line. That's, that's, exactly, it's a stupid challenge. It's he definitely. A... Right, it was He's almost as after he touched the ball, he dived in. That's 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 the kind of thing you've got to. If you're going to dive in like that, you've got to do it uh, down at the line. If a winger's running at a fullback, that's the kind of thing you do when you know you're getting the ball. You don't wait until almost was it Pollitt almost after he touched the ball. And then dive in. It's just, it's, it's foolish. It's because Paul actually had a good burst of pace to get in the box. That was it. Good bit of play yeah, by him. I thought it was outside, but I agree with Chris. Now, what, what can the ref do? Especially when uh, the players were between uh, the ref and the ball. I don't know how you decide. And the, the way the, the angle of the camera, despite the camera being at a very good angle, it's difficult to tell. Yeah, it's still only one angle for the camera, though. We could do it with more angles. And that was a TV, that was a TV game, so why didn't we have more angles? Aye, and it was Sky as well, so yeah. you would think they would have a, a better job of doing things. Sky's normally good at that. Maybe that was just the best one they had, because obviously they'll have the, the offside camera, yeah, I'll call it that. I'm not very technical when it comes to camera naming. <laughs> good thing is really got on the score sheet again, that's three and four for him. It's been so a good signing. I thought he was, I, I, I was curious to see if he'd recapture his, his form for when he was at Inverness, and so far he seems to have done exactly that. Yeah, the only, only problem we had on Saturday, I was saying quite, quite early on, is like he was quite isolated in the game, but we played a different formation because Robson and Hayes were out. And at times, in the first half especially, Paulet and Begin weren't really getting up in support, but second half, they kind of got a bit more. They kind of changed, it looked like they changed shape slightly, um, and it kind of paid off in the end, certainly. Oh, yeah, I, th- I, th- I thought you missed uh, Barry Robson in the middle of the park as well. And that and the fact that Lowell Flood was back to being rubbish again. Aye, Flood never had a good game. He kind of oh. gave the ball away a few times and I, it's no bad if you can play badly and still win then happy days yeah well how often do we say that's the sign of champions now obviously they're not yeah. going to win the league if it was it 21 points behind at the moment Aye, well, I was going to say that earlier Chris but then I thought ah, it's sign of champions but, but not in Aberdeen's case yeah. well, well, cup I mean, champions so it could well be yeah, it could be a double still got a chance for a double yeah. oh aye, aye. for all nice. Aberdeen are, are going well I've still got my level up their ass. a point behind my game in hand <laughs> <laughs> Aye, you're right, and that's probably the the game of the weekend there. 
um, with a well against Partick Thistle. Aye, that was a, uh, Greg was, was a... at the game, I was speaking to him earlier today, and uh, he got his money's worth, so he simply put it, which... Aye, <laughs> certainly did that. I mean, it was one of those, it was back and forth, because Thistle took the lead, and then Mullerwell caught it back to 2-1, Thistle made it 3-2, and then Mullerwell scored twice to get it 4-3. I think my, my, my favourite goal out of the seven had to be the Callum Higginbottom one. The penalty? Uh, no, the other one. The, the one he beat was, I think, Scott uh, Sports Team were claiming it was, he beat five men. Now, I don't know about that, but he certainly, the last man he beat was great because one of the players was clearly lunging in to take him out and just was too slow to do it. So he just jumped over him and kept going. I love to see that. Did you see the penalty, though, when he could I give that a crack? Get up, you tell Nielsen. Kind of yeah, thing. yeah I, th- I think we could determine it as unprofessional, but I, 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 I quite like to see that football. <laughs> Aye, it's a bit of banter. Motherwell keep on impressing. Like, I remember Greg earlier on the season thinking, oh, they're going to struggle with top sets, but McCall's yeah. just got a knack of getting the best out of Motherwell. Because I don't yeah. think they've got one of the best squads in the league, but they've got a good first 11. Yeah. If their oh. first 11's available, then they've always got a chance. That's that. I think uh, Ainsworth took his goal well, but I mean, in this game, they were 3-2 down with a few minutes left. They really shouldn't have got Eden out of this. And if they hadn't, they probably wouldn't be surprised. But to, to not only get it back to three each, but to get the winner as well with the, the looping header from McManus, it's, there's good character at Motherwell, there's no doubt about that. Now, I, whether it's it's that or it was a combination of that and the fact that Thistle, having now finally figured out how to score goals, can't keep the ball at the other, at the other end, I don't know. Because Thistle have conceded quite a few goals just recently. So. Aye, Archibald must have been gutted though to score three goals away from home and you don't win the game or take anything yeah. from the game. Gutted. Um, called his team naive, didn't he? I think he was saying it was psychological as well. We've got a, one of the, the sports psychologists in to help them. That seemed to work pretty well for Inverness. So maybe it'll do the same for Partick Thistle. They've got a tough game at the weekend as well. Because you think a, a team uh, winning uh, 85 minutes on the clock, it's maybe not not time to, to start wasting time going into the corner, but it's time to start thinking about that. And you look at the, the teams that are used to winning, uh, like Celtic, for example, they, they know... If they're in the lead, they know when to just start, just chilling things out, just start passing the ball about, playing it safe. Yeah. And yeah, maybe Archibald's got something there. Tactical naivety. Yep. But it's certainly not from Archibald himself, if he's the one claiming that. It's, it's, it's Blair's himself that uh, could have done a bit more sense. <laughs> yeah. And the uh, Dundee United Kelly game, probably second best uh, 3 2 to United. Yeah, right. Is Boyd getting that goal? I think he's been giving it, but I'll probably take it off him. It's ridiculous. Once. I've got two problems with that goal. One, Boyd went in at head height with his foot. That should have been a free kick at that point. Having played on, it then comes off. Was it uh, who was the commander boy that followed it in? It came off his hand. Can't remember. Across the line. Now I don't think any of the, any of the, the, the linesmen or the referee could see it, but uh, I think Kamalak have got a wee one there. I don't think that goal should have stood. But, uh, oh, you can't take a goal away from the best striker the world's ever seen. <laughs> Good old Boyd. He's talking about I think uh, a move up in the summer. He's got one big move left in him. But it's going to be saddened to hear that Rooney's signed on at uh, United. 300 grand a week or he might have got a chance there. <laughs> Maybe Arsenal if they don't get Van Persie. We all, we all know Chris Boyd doesn't score against big teams. <laughs> I think he wants another crack at football down south, but it'll be championship if he goes anywhere. I can't see him moving to another team in Scotland. Even I don't think he would go back to Rangers. Is it, is it even worth him moving? Because he's obviously happy at Kilmarnock. He's scoring goals at Kilmarnock. He's played, was it Middlesbrough he went to? And was yep. anonymous. He's yep. played in America and was, all right, if you want, I could understand, wasn't he? 
great. But he, see, he seems to be at his happiest when he's playing in Scotland. So if I were him, I wouldn't go anywhere. I just he's 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 started at command. Look, he's had his time at Rangers. Whether Rangers would maybe want him back, who knows? Never know. I don't know. I don't know. But, I think he suits a, a team like Rangers that are uh, attacking and doing doing the hard work for him. I've been surprised that he's done so well at Kilmarnock because I just didn't think he was going to be getting the service. Uh, I wasn't a big fan of his at the end of his time at Rangers because he started trying to do more work and he's obviously reined that in a bit at Kilmarnock. Uh, he doesn't, he doesn't so. come back to the halfway line as often. No, it, it doesn't, he doesn't track back that far, but I still think he tracks back further than he used to. Ah, he does, definitely. Oh, I get, oh, further than when he was uh, first at Rangers, yeah. But near the end of his Rangers spell, he was at the halfway line. There was times he, he was wandering, I think he was just unsure really what his role should be when people are telling him that he should be working harder. See, at Rangers, though, to be fair, when it was in the league, he didn't really have to work hard, because Rangers were all usually in the front foot. Yeah. It was just yeah. in... He wasn't ever getting a kind of chance in, in Europe because of his record against kind of top six teams. His goals ratio against them. Yes, aye. Right, then moving on to Sunday, and it was Celtic against St. Johnson, and probably the biggest bits in this, I don't know, if Chris, about you, but are you excited about three points anymore? Nope. You, no. Well, I was going to say the biggest bits was uh, Stokes getting his hat-trick and Forster yeah. um, uh, equaling the record. Exactly. That's a, I, we're at the point in the season where I'm looking for new and trying different things. And I think we got that uh, on Sunday. I think uh, the Stokes and Griffiths partnership up front was interesting to watch to see how it worked out. I think Stokes does play better with a partner. I thought that when he played alongside Gary Hooper and uh, now that he's up front with Griffiths, he seems to have found a bit of form. Or it's either that or the fact that we've seen Griffiths has scared them into scoring some goals. Um, Chris Commons in behind him seemed to work pretty well. He was unlucky to hit the, 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 the crossbar in the first half with his shot. But uh, the other thing that got, I was quite interested to see at the weekend there was the partnership between uh, Beaton and Johansson in the middle of the park. Because obviously that was a big problem against Aberdeen, was the, the midfield was just overrun by uh, Flood and Robson. So we took Brown out, out of the centre, he's kind of pushed him out a bit further wide, and uh, Beaton and Johansson seem to be a, a pretty good partnership. So it'll be interesting to see if that gets a run now. Uh, Still not sure about Johansson. Uh, no, I still I'm, I'm... think he needs time to settle. He looks very nervous to me. He looks like a kind of guy that's that's come from a, a lower league side and isn't really sure how to settle. Um, he might he's... come good, uh, but right now I'm I'm not sure about him. He's certainly keen. That's that much is sure. I mean, he's, he's been he chases around the pitch quite a bit. I think he needs to bulk up a bit. The the the, the league he's come from obviously isn't quite as physical as the Scottish league. Uh, he does get bounced off the ball quite a bit, but uh, he. he to be fair to him, he gives as much as he gets. He's not scared to try and put his own weight about. It doesn't always work for him, unfortunately, but uh, that might come at some point. I've certainly seen players come to Celtic and bulk out as they, they, they adjust to the, the Scottish game. But uh, it, was, it was good to see him, uh, him and Beaton. I think that's that, that's good potential. So it'll be interesting to see if that gets a, another another run out and maybe a series of games. The other interesting thing was uh, Daniel Fisher when he came on for Emilio Azagiri, who picked up some injury. Was he went to left back instead of the, the, the right back where I was expecting him to go? Adam Matthews was playing there, and I expected him to switch to the left because he's played there before. But uh, Fisher certainly went certainly went to left back, played there the rest of the game, and from what I could see, he did pretty well. Had a so, shot, uh, did he not? He did, yeah. Well, it was. I'm not sure it was uh, if it was on target or not, but he, he certainly had a, a, a got himself into a shooting position pretty well. So, uh, uh, Fisher's been one of the highlights of the season for me. So 
I'm quite happy there. But obviously, everyone was talking about um, Fraser Foster's twelfth uh, clean sheet in a row, so he equals the, the the record that the Aberdeen keepers had for the last forty three years. Aye, uh, Bobby Clark. Bobby he Clark. Was on, yep. He was on Sky and Saturday talking about it. No, nah, he was saying it's a shame if it needs to go, but that's the records are ready to be broken, I think he said. So Aye. he's still technically got the most minutes. Celtic need another thirty one minutes at Tyne Castle next weekend. Uh, if uh, Fraser Foster can get that much, then he'll be the, the new holder of the record when it comes to the minutes without conceding a goal. So I impressed his comments after the game from Foster, uh, playing it down a bit and, and almost hinting that uh, that it's almost it's I don't want to use the the word luck, but as a keeper uh, anything can happen like at the end it was Hasselbank hit a shot and it hit off Effie uh, Ambrose yeah that, that was probably the, it was the just, only save that Fraser Foster had to make yeah. in the entire game and he had to make it from his own man but yeah he's right and a, a, a lucky deflection can end a clean sheet on anything could happen he was talking like a, a, a keeper we're all looking on and, and saying oh yeah it's a, a brilliant clean sheet record but I think that, that he's he's the one that's looking at this and just saying, ah, yeah, okay, it's a record. But I mentioned it last week and the week before that it's a, a team record. Yeah. I don't think we can say oh, Foster has been the, the, the sole cause of this uh, clean sheet record. I think we need to look at the, the almost the entire Celtic team. They've all played their part. There's There's been a bit of luck in there. There's been quality. Like that save there, you could say it's luck, but then you could also say it was good reactions. I thought it was good reaction. I thought yep. uh, the ball was it changed direction right in front of him, so he had to very quickly adjust the way he was moving to get his foot out to block it from going into the net. So I think it's a good save. Yep. Oh, last and, couple and, of time, I think well, this record. I think so, yeah. But the other thing you have to consider with Fraser Foster is, yes, you can say he's not had much to do, but just about every game he's played for Celtic, at some point he's had to pull off some good save when he's had an otherwise quiet game. And it can be quite hard to keep the concentration for that. That's that's a good skill to have, especially when you're playing for Celtic in the, domestically. Now, when he plays in Europe, he's a lot busier. And if anything, Fraser Forster has made his name for like games against Barcelona, where he has been really busy. But uh, that, to me, shows just what a diverse keeper Fraser Forster can be, because he can he can have those busy games and he'll pull off the saves when he needs to, but just equally he'll have those quiet games and where he's needed once in 90 minutes and pull off the save when he needs it, so... When he first came to Celtic, I was a wee bit, it was his coming out, it was his command of the area that I I didn't rate from him. I thought that you had a a high ball and I think that he was always a a liability there. But he's he's taken that out of his game. He's he's still a a young keeper in terms of of goalkeepers anyway. Yeah, he's like 24, 25 or something. I'm I'm used to goalkeepers making their name when they get to their 30s. So he's got a lot of years ahead of him. Any negatives about him uh, nowadays? I could have given you a couple when he when he first joined, but now I think he's he's coming into it, and I think the World Cup is going to be in his mind. I, I can't see him getting first choice, can't see him getting second choice, but I, I can't see any reason why he can't be third. Ah, uh, well, see, I, I would argue, I I would suggest he's second choice. I think I, I think Ruddy's probably in there as well, and I've heard Butland being mentioned, but I think Butland suffers for not getting any regular games. Um, I know Peter Shilton is quite. Uh, nah, he'll never get. He'll... Adamant that Fraser Foster has to move. Ah, yeah, well, he's, he's 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 got enough England caps already. But ah, he seems to be adamant that Fraser Foster's going to need to move away from Scotland because it doesn't do him any good up here. I but think like so. I said, I, I I can understand where he's coming from with that one, but I think he he, he learns different skills here than he will in England. 
And I think it probably helps that he doesn't play for one of the big teams in England because then he'll be up against uh, Joe Hart anyway. So he can kind of showcase different skills for Joe Hart where he is at the moment, which means England would have a, a, a diverse kind of base for their uh, goalkeeping. Well, one thing that he's getting at Celtic is this clean sheet record. And there's a lot of fans who are, are part-time fans, don't really follow football yet, uh, suddenly pretend they do when it comes to the national team in the World Cups. And they're going to be looking on and thinking, well, he, there's a keeper there. He must be the best ever if he's getting this clean sheet record. So why is he not in the England squad? It gets people talking. The other thing that's probably worth looking out for just this week, actually, is the fact that Man City are going to be playing Barcelona in the Champions League. So that's an excellent opportunity for us to compare the different skills of Joe Hart and Fraser Foster, because we know what Fraser Foster can do against Barcelona. We've seen it two or three times. All right, we've been on the 6-1 game. <laughs> but I don't think they had much to do in that one, to be honest. I think the defence just collapsed in front of them. So it'll be interesting to see how Joe Hart gets on against uh, Barcelona. Now, I don't think Barcelona are quite the same team they have been in, uh, when Celtic have faced them. But, I mean, we only faced them December. So there's been a few changes at Barcelona, but not that many. So it'll be inter- it will be really interesting to see what kind of game Joe Hart has against them. Uh, he'll be back playing. Uh, it was uh, Pantelimon, who's the, the keeper playing in the, the cup the weekend. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, he came in. He's for a, a cup sort of, keeper. Isn't was it? It was like three or four games. He played get because uh, he played in the league as well at one point when Joe Hart yeah. was getting a wee rest. And I think I mean I, I, there's lots of people said this, but I tend to agree. I think that little rest has actually done Joe Hart a favour. He seems to have come back refreshed and ready to go again. So like, I want to say it'll be interesting to see how he gets on in the Champions League. So we were talking... Like... Oh, sorry, John, fire on. That's all right, I just thought I'd let folk know if no one cut off, I was just taking a wee rest there. <laughs> like after, after the last few weeks, you know. <laughs> Robot John. Aye. <laughs> that was good. That was probably the best bit of the podcast for me last week. What, when I disappeared? Aye. <laughs> Aye. It's when you were talking... Yeah. And we, uh, Greg and I could just hear this, this, this wee noise, this wee robot in the background, and not knowing what you were saying, uh, that, it just cracked me up. See, before we move on, can we go back to Saturday and talk about Habs Ross County? Because I think it was two cracking free kicks in that game. Mm-hmm. I thought the Stanton, the Stanton one especially did that curl away for a goal and then come back again. Uh, a wee bit, a wee bit uh, John Collins like. Uh, see, I, I was thinking was it uh, Roberto Carlos? Oh, no, 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 nothing can... Which is quite as good as that, but it's the same kind of skill. I mean, they like curl it away for goal and then bring it back in again. He's supposed to be a good prospect, that boy, Stanton. He's looking good. I mean, for the little I've seen of him, he has looked really good, and I think he'll be, certainly, if he continues the way he's been going, he'll be he'll be one that drags Hibernian up into the, the top six at the very least this season. They've got the boy Harris as well, so that's two young boys. Yeah, I mean the Harris. I haven't seen so much of him this season, but certainly last season he looked uh, he looked pretty good. He was out injured for a bit, and he's, he's just yeah. come back. I think he's second or third game back. Ah, he's had a lot of criticisms uh, since he came back for his injury. Maybe he's uh, got a bit of fear into him. Uh, mm. I've not seen it from the the highlights, the the short highlights that's available online. Well, maybe he's just taking a bit of time to get going. It's just like you say, it could be a psychological thing. Maybe he's uh, one sports psychologist. <laughs> Everybody likes him these days. Well, it's Terry Butcher, so he might get a sports psychologist in. You never know. Just a kick up the arse, I think. There we go. That's, that's <laughs> good old fashioned <laughs> uh, sports psychology. A good kick up the arse. <laughs> the hairdryer or, treatment. Or, or slam a dressing room door. Remember the time Butcher slammed the dressing room door? 
when he was playing for Rangers. I think it was live on TV as well. And all you heard was him breaking a door. <laughs> remember when uh, when he smashed the, the dugout? At Dundee? Aye. Aye. <laughs> I, I was, I was watching up. a YouTube video of a guy celebrating a goal and he ran off the pitch and stuck his head through the, the side of the dugout and then he was sent off. <laughs> violent conduct. You couldn't believe it. The head in the dugout? <laughs> I, I, well, it was uh, like, a, like a perspex side to it and he just he, he just headbutted, put his head right through it and uh, he didn't smash it but it kind of it buckled it in and it sent off. It was a rubbish goal as well. There's no no need for it. Bye. Going back to Terry Butcher when he was when he went back and he was checking the dugout as well. Uh, the next time he was there, uh, that was good. Giving that a wee shake. Is it all right? Aye. Make sure it's punchable just in case. <laughs> Aye. Funny guy. See, I, I I mean obviously I grew up through the the, the late eighties, early nineties time when Terry Butcher was at Rangers. Um, I really shouldn't hate him, but I just can't. I think he's a great character, and I think he's a really good manager. So. I mean, fair point. It's it's very hard to hate him. Yeah, he's he he done well at Inverness. I, I don't know if Hibbs is going to be the right job for him. It's too early to to say really. Well, yeah, but he's I got th- the potential to go further. I think with Hibbs. Aye, I think so. I think the key with Inverness was he took over there as they were getting relegated. So he had a season in the first division as it was then. They came back up with him and he's pushed them on. Uh, the top six for the first time last season and just missed out in Europe and he's certainly done a really good job at Inverness but I think he was going to struggle to take them any further maybe get them into Europe and that was about it um, well I suppose he could have won, a, won in the Cups as well because Inverness are obviously in the League Cup final with Aberdeen but um, it means to be seen if they can, they can take that final step I don't think they will but we'll see never know Cups are funny that way but uh, certainly with Terry Butcher, I think he, he's got a lot more potential with Hibernian. I think, no offence to Inverness, but Hibs are a bigger team. They've got a bigger support there, certainly behind them. They've, they've got more potential. They should be top six. They should be challenging the likes of Aberdeen and really Dundee United as well for the at least second spot. I would love to think they could challenge for the title, but uh, <laughs> I wrote a blog about this way this morning, which is uh, kind of focusing on the fact that it's very hard for any team in Scotland other than Celtic at the moment to, f- to have a title challenge. I read it earlier, that was very good. Ah, it's worth it, giving Chris. that a plug, Chris, because I enjoyed it as well. Uh, obviously, it's heavily slanted towards Celtic, but I still enjoyed it as a Rangers fan, so it's well worth a read for, for other fans. What's the uh, URL for it? Uh, can't remember. <laughs> you'll, need to, you'll need to spare maybe just give your blog site it's on the forum I did post it on the forum aye it's, it's if on you the go forum. into the is it our Celtic missing Rangers or something it's, it's a thread called that on the forum if you go into that it's in there yep and what I'll do is I'll put the URL in the, the blurb for the podcast episode Chris as well it's as lot of some of my essays I do for college, man. <laughs> That's the second one I've written in, in like the last couple of weeks, and the, the other one was longer. Well, I did say, Chris, that it wasn't really worth reading because it was only 2,000 words. Anything to get from judging nappies. <laughs> it's got to be 3,000 words or more. I know. That's, that's, I've written 5,000 words over two blogs. That's, oh, I need to get out more. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, but it's worth a read. It's worth a read, and I'll put a wee, blurb, the, uh, a wee link in the blurb. In this podcast, I wanted to mention the the League Cup final, the Communities League Cup final, and uh, ticket allocation because Inverness are getting a wee bit uppity about how the the tickets are spread out. 
Because Aye, it's, the, it's not the allocation of the, the numbers of tickets, it's the actual areas in the, the stadium that they're not too happy about. Uh, it doesn't look fair to me on first glance. They've got half and half in the, the main stand, and then Aberdeen have got the entire north stand, pretty much. Yep, and the north sure. stand. Yes, uh, I'm not sure the, why it's not half and half in the, the north stand. Uh, it's, aye, it seems a aye, bit strange it, to me. This, it's all come from Aberdeen posting on their website what the allocation is. So you've got, like you say, it's half and half in the main stand. Aberdeen have got the entire north stand, the entire Jockstein stand. They've got the lower half of the Lisbon Lions stand. The upper half is shut, which leaves the, Lisbon, the other half of the Lisbon Lions stand for Inverness and a bit of the corner. Yeah. And that's it. We've got half the main stand as well. Yeah, but um, it, it, it looks very much like they've kind of thrown Inverness in at the corner. And they've got <laughs> a section for girls all... as well. What? Two sections for girls. Oh, is that the pink? Is that the pink ones? What it's is the pink? The pink that must be surely segregation. Yeah, maybe. but why is there a pink button in the, in, in the upper bit of the Lisbon Lion stand when there is just nothing else there? Why do you <laughs> no. need to segregate from nothing? Is that the Green Brigade area over there, just in case they maybe? No, come the Green Brigade section one one one, which is Aberdeen. Aye, you're right on my seat, you know. <laughs> so where are you one one four? Aye, is that, have they not moved to Aye. your bit, Chris? Yeah, no. That, well, that, the Green Brigade were at the game at the weekend, uh, and they were sitting in section one one eight, which says to me they have all decided to buy tickets at the same they time. They should all they should all buy comedy moustaches and. Uh, oh, that would have been good, wouldn't it? That would be good, wouldn't it? I was, I was a bit slow there, John. One one eight. Your you were saying they were all homosexual. What? Well, Natasha, you homosexual? I was just slow to pick up there. One one eight. What's that got to do with moustaches? Right. I, Don't worry, I, Chris, Chris got it again. You, did, you need uh, to keep up with the banter. It's like before the podcast started as well. See, I, 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 I was thinking it was a double whammy because I was obviously thinking of the the one one eight sort of runner guy. Oh, guys. I was also thinking it was a they need to put on comedy moustaches to try and sneak in so nobody knows who they are. Ah, right. So there's a disguise. We're not a Green Brigade, we've got moustaches. Ah, yeah. They might wonder why all these folk are coming in, though, dressed <laughs> up in moustaches. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, the, the, the Green Brigade were never actually banned from Celtic. Um, they were given the option to relocate from Section 111 following the, the issues at Fur Park a few a couple of months ago. Uh, a lot of them decided they weren't going to go, going to do that and were just going to take a refund on their season ticket. Um, so they've been missing for Celtic Park for a couple of months now and it's been dead, to be honest. The atmosphere has been dreadful. So to see them turn up yesterday in Section 118 where they've obviously decided they're going to block by all the public sale tickets for that section uh, was was a welcome change. Yeah, they were, they were uh, certainly welcomed by the, the supporters in the stadium, elsewhere in the stadium. So... And the songs they were singing seemed perfectly fine. There didn't seem to be any problems. There wasn't any banners. There wasn't any trouble with stewards. It all looked pretty good. Maybe well, they were it's asking a, an olive branch. The streets and uh, the STV News, they were asking them on the streets what they thought about it. And for some reason, they asked this guy who was watching it on the telly, why are they asking him what the atmosphere in the stadium's like? Ask somebody <laughs> who's at the game. Ah, oh, but you could be able to tell better at the game. But even uh, like I, I know lots of people watch the game in America, so they obviously weren't at the game and they were saying it was great to hear a bit of atmosphere at the game for a change. So, I mean, fair play, I think it did improve things. So, I, I would like to see them back. I would like to see them back because they do bring a lot of atmosphere to the game. And uh, there's there's been issues in the past that uh, 
people would disagree with and I'm not going to get into them at the moment because they, there's been that many issues that kind of agree with most of them and disagree with them some things and everyone's entitled to their opinion as far as I'm concerned. So It's quite funny, like, so seeing the kind of topic of Green Brigade and them added an atmosphere. There was talk earlier in the Aberdeen Supporters Club four hours ago and, and they were talking about how they were saying they're going to have a sitting section at a cup final. It's like, surely you don't need a sitting section at a cup final. Everyone should be sitting anyway. The um, fact it's a cup final, fans are up for it anyway. There's no need for a sitting section. No, but uh, having said that, I would imagine the Red Ultras. Is that your... That is that is the Red Ultras, isn't well, it? Well, aye, they've kind of been kiboshed a wee bit. I don't okay. know whether... They're, yeah, they're trying to start a new... I think, aye, I don't know whether it was maybe kind of some issues or something like that, but or I don't know what happened. Um, but there's, I think they're trying to start a new group, a new sitting section, and they've kind of tried to do a tip of tawdry, but I don't know how really successful it is. I've not managed to get to any games this year because I'm working stuff like that. Uh, I, Aberdeen I, I, had a, a singing section... Did they play St Johnson in a semi-final a couple yeah. of years back? They had a singing section for that. Pretty sure it was Aberdeen or was it Motherwell? Anyway, I can't remember. I think the key with the whole singing section idea is it's not so much an organised group of people singing. It's just you want to be standing next to your pals while you're singing. And that's that's what's missing for all-seater stadiums. We've been missing it for 20 years since we've had to put seats into things. That When you could stand, you stood with your mates. And then you all sang, because you were all probably drunk. Uh, you each other on. Whereas now you're kind of sitting, I mean, even today, I sit at Celtic Park next to my wife, and she's the only person I know that I haven't met at the game. What you kind of get to know the people around you, but even then, you're not, it's not your pals, you're not going to all join in at one time singing the same song. Uh, there's no that, any singing really in my section, Chris. Yeah. We just that's it, that, I mean, politely we, we, and... Uh, with the Green Brigade, it's it's a bunch of like-minded people all getting together to sing songs. It's the same way the Union Bears, it'd be the same way, what's the other mob, the Blue Order. I would imagine it was the same with the, the, the Red Ultras. Motherwell yeah. have got whatever their group's called that stand in the, the East Stand. Uh, certainly they're all a group of friends with looks of it, they all sing the same songs. That's what's needed. It's not so much singing sections, it's just proper organisation of groups of people. I'm looking forward to seeing what the banners like though for the cup final for Aber- for Aberdeen because I know there's been uh, and there's a just given page or something like that but by trying to raise money through PayPal and stuff like that to have a big massive display so that should be good. What kind are they, they talking about? What's I don't know yet. I don't know yet, but it's just a case of I wanting people to donate money to it to try and make it as kind of noticeable as possible and as good as possible because the was it the cup semi final against Hibs? Was that last season, two seasons ago? Just trying to think the league cup final semi final. We had a pretty good display then, so I'm interested to see what it'll be like. Oh, the stadium should look all right. It'll look pretty full if they, they sell their full allocation, that is. And I know that they've said that Inverness can get more tickets if they want. Uh, I hope it's popular. It's £25 a ticket, £10 for kids. That's that's yeah. reasonable. It's good for the cup final, definitely. Yeah. Uh, you were wanting a student ticket, though. Aye, I was wanting a student ticket. For like, quite a lot of other games, there's an option a student ticket. Like the game on Saturday... Uh, I could have gone to St Midden for I think it was £10 which is nice. not bad that's really good um, long gone in my student days <laughs> I know the feeling <laughs> right we want to move on to do the predictions in the Premiership mm-hmm. we've got a game on Friday night and it's on BT1 and it's Dundee United against Motherwell oh, game to good. choose for the, the TV hopefully a high scoring game I'm going to go two apiece oh both sides are scoring, both sides are letting goals in. 
Um, is it Tanadice? So I'm going to say... I'm going to go one better. I'm going to say 3-2 Dundee United. What are three two victory for Dundee United, do you think? Back to back three two. <coughs> um I think it'll be I'm go I'm gonna go with the gaffer, Craig, and go for two all. But interestingly, Motherwell have only drawn two games in the league this year. Oh. One at home, like one away. Oh. So I have got the S P F L website up. I like mm. how you clarified who the gaffer was there. Aye. I like being called the gaffer, John. It makes me feel us. important when I'm not really important. Aye. <laughs> As Greg described me as earlier, uh, I'm the one with the, the login details for the podcast. Is that most important then? That's it. Because he was talking about a, a week off, and I was saying, oh, a week off. And he was saying, ah, you can't have a week off. You've got login details. <laughs> right, I'm, oh, See, I, I had a week off, and it was quite sore in my throat. Who would do the welcome for the podcast if you were on it? What would it sound like? John ignored you. I know, it was just, I, I would have moved on as well. <laughs> Aye, John, who, who would do the, the intro? Well, Chris has done the intro before, and Laurie's done the intro. Greg's done it as well. Greg, you're right, Greg has done it, John, I so maybe know. we need to get you to do it next week. See, see any time you do the intro, I've just got a slight urge to like interrupt it with like a big whistle or something like that, or a noise, just with a bit of banter. A cheer. <laughs> I don't know why, but every, every, week, every week I think it, I don't know why. Well, it used to be before we'd done the recording, I used to stop and have to think for about a minute, what am I going to say? And the thing <laughs> is, I'd say the same thing every time. <laughs> hello and welcome. It's not just hello, it's not just welcome. Right, going back to last week for the predictions, I got two right. I forgot to mention that. Hibs Ross what? County and Celtic St. Johnson. Was John, you got Celtic St. Johnson correct as well. I had, oh, I had, although I had four correct results as well, as in... Like home win or whatever as well. Oh, I, I don't highlight those though. No, no. Oh, no. Inverness was all about to let me down. Uh, see, I, I went one each with Inverness, so that was a bit, that wasn't bad. But I, so I had like two one Motherwell, I had two one Dundee United, I had two 0 Aberdeen, I had three one Celtic. <laughs> I was sort of going out and quite a few. It's really annoying. Then on, on Saturday at lunchtime, we've got Hearts versus Celtic on Sky Sports Two, and. Fraser Forster's going to have the last 30 minutes to break the, the minute record for a clean sheet. And I think I think he will, because up against Hearts, I think it's going to be 2-0 Celtic. No, see, well, I'm, I think I keep thinking every week that the clean sheet record's going to go. And the one week I couldn't put it in the predictor was the cup week. And sure yep. enough. <laughs> so I'm going to keep going with that. I, 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 I think it'll be... When this clean sheet record goes, it'll be something stupid, like Fraser Foster's worrying about like a deflection or something. Yep. And it wouldn't surprise me if it comes at Tyne Castle, so I'm going to say 3-1 Celtic. 3-1 Celtic. As we mentioned uh, earlier, are you right, anything can happen. A corner comes in, hits a defender, hits off the attacker, anything. A rebound can happen and he knows nothing about it, the defence knows nothing about it. Oh, I thought the FA Ambrose one was going in this <laughs> weekend though. Well, he was half diving, wasn't he? He was no. half going diving to the right. That's that. He changed direction. That's that makes that even better. See, Hearts are actually four games even unbeaten in the league. Mm-hmm. But I just can't really see them getting anything out of the game, do they? Well, I think the last time Celtic were the thing castle, it was seven 0 Aye, I don't think I'll be as much as that this time. But no, um, let me have a wee look and see. I'll go for three 0 to Celtic. 
Kamanaka gains hubs, two one hubs. One each. I'll go for one each. Partick Thistle against Aberdeen, three one to Aberdeen. What was this in the cup? I remember Considine having a brilliant game. Oh, that's about all I can remember. I can't remember. Was it 1 0 or something? Uh, but Thistle are goals since then, so I'm going to say. I'm going to say 2 1 Aberdeen. Uh, I'll go for 1 0 Aberdeen. Ross County against St Mirren, 1 1. Hmm. Ross County haven't drawn any games at home this season. Have not? In the league, no. So would you win then? I'm going to say 1 each. Um, I'll go for, <laughs> I'm going to say a draw as well I think no no so there we Paul go. Band aye a Paul Band <laughs> then the last game of the weekend is St Johnson against Inverness home victory here 2-0 uh, home victory 2-1 uh, aye I think it'll be a home victory as well I'll go for 1-0 to St Johnson right that's us done for the predictions and Moves us on to the, the charity bit, and before oh, I give my out? suggestions, we all just went for a St Johnson win, though. We did. Aye, that's that's one that jumps out. I'm I'm never a big fan of betting on draws. We all went for a draw in the Ross County St Mirren game. It's not something I'm, I'm too keen on for some reason. I, I don't know why. So what you think, St Johnson then? I think St Johnson's a good bet. Yeah. Eleven to eight. Aye. That's a oh, good that's price. A good that's a good like price. That. At home, Inverness yep. aren't doing too great in the league either. So. Right, and I'll right. So we'll do that. And can I give you a couple that I was thinking of? We don't need to go with them, of course. When you go, okay. Right, I was thinking of Dundee are away to Cowdenbeath. Top against second bottom, I think for Cowdenbeath. Yep, Dundee are going well under Hartley. Yep. Dundee just... are four to six because yeah, they're just... away. That's not so... bad. Yep. Let me just have a look at something here. That's well. So I was thinking them, and I was also thinking of. Annan Athletic, they are away to Queen's Park. Queen's Park are sitting bottom of the table, League 2, and Annan are maybe second top. Just load the league just now. Aye, second top. Joint second McQuaid. And Annan are 20 to 21. So I think that that's good odds again. Mm-hmm. What's Queen's Park's results been like recently? That's one thing that's concerning me. They lost 1-0 at the weekend to Montrose. They are just above them. Right. Mm. They've drawn That's... one in the last four and lost the rest. They're all 1 0s. <laughs> you need to go back to the 18th of January for a win against Elgin. Yeah, lost 1 0, lost 1 0, drew 0 0, lost 1 0, won 2 0. Get in the league. They've only won once at home as well in the league last season. Lost one. They're all, all their defeats are by a goal. Aye. Arnon have won five games away from home last season in the league. And then the last time they played Queen's Park appears to be September and they thumped them 5-2. That was at Hamden, so... I'm happy to go with that treble. Yep, sum up. Right, so uh, St Johnson so 11 to 8, Dundee 4-6 and Annan 20-21. See, I didn't pick anything last week, John, so... Oh, that's what went wrong. Now, I'm happy sticking my neck out for this one. £77.28 coming back. Aye, that'd be alright. Aye, I think good. that's good, yeah. I don't think it's too risky. I might have a wee punt in that myself. Right, now it's a difficult bit. Goal scorer. Goal scorer. Now, I spent a wee while earlier on this evening looking at games, trying to look at goal scorers, 
And, you know, I couldn't come out with a surefire bet. I was looking at uh, the, the obvious ones, Loy and Hemmings. That's what I was thinking was Loy. I just wasn't sure. Because uh, Loy scored first again at the weekend there. And I just wasn't sure. Uh, Beath, I wasn't comfortable picking them because when I looked at who they were playing, Dundee, I decided that Dundee was a better bet for the, the win and the, the treble or whatever we we're going to do. Cowdenbeath are at home. So, Hemmings, do we want to be putting a, a, a bet on the first scorer in a game that we're wanting the, the other team to win? No. It's Dundee, they're playing. I'm, I'd be worried about doing that. Yep. What about Dean Shields? Dean Shields, Rangers are playing as it air? Stenhousemere. Ah, you're right. Stenhousemere. Hmm. I wasn't too happy about the last player we bet on for Rangers. And especially now that he's scored, not too happy about him. But you think in Shields? Compared option, he's been in quite good goal scoring form recently. See, the other little suggestion was that Greg had mentioned it a couple of weeks ago about if you put money on the get on whoever's playing against Rangers to score first. Well, because Gemmo might be an option for Stenhousemuir, eh? Especially at home, yes. So is Gemmo for Stenhousemuir a worthwhile bet? Where are Stenhousemuir in the league sixth? It's it's lucky that I'm not going. It's not my turn to go. But if it was, I could just see everyone looking at me as I'm going, as Gemmo scores, and I'm going, yes! <laughs> <laughs> well, we could we could go for that. I think uh, I my mate who sits next to me at Ibrox, he, he tells me he tells me all the time, we need to be getting money on this. We need to be getting money on the opposition scoring first. Right, so if we do this, we can blame the guy that sits next to you at Ibrox. <laughs> He's also called Craig. Aye. Right. Okay. Well, I, I'm I'm all for that. Let's blame the Rangers supporter. <laughs> right. Gemmell is Dennis Muir. I think we'll get good odds in that. Oh, we get massive odds. Aye. Aye, I think so. Aye. But it's, it's a good theory because Rangers do start slow occasionally. So. Oh yes, they need a shake, especially at home. Something happens. I don't know what it is. Just you, right. mate. Did Shields just go first? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. What do you think about this betting against Rangers here? You'll get at least 12 to 1, I think. At least on Gemmel scoring first. Right, well, I'm going to check to see if he's in there. See if. Oh, he's not. I've had a look on my bookie. There's nothing there yet for goal scorer bets. Oh, they've got loads of, loads of bets as well, but yeah, they've not got them. Well, is he? Is he fat? Because he never played I don't know what he looks like. No, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> he, how many goals has he scored that season? <laughs> It's good, mate. I was just looking at Stenhouse Muir's last game against East Fife. It was Eddie Malone got a, a late equaliser, and I was looking to see if Gemmo's name's in the lineup, and it's not. He's not even on the bench. So I wonder if he's no fat. So maybe we need to uh, park this idea for another week. Oh, no, I didn't, didn't say that. We're, we're all set. Then we're going to find out soccer way. That'll tell you. Our brothers are at home at Forfa. Our brothers are bottom. How about we stick it in Kenny Joker? I think he'll start. Right. Start of the weekend. I don't know. Has Gary O'Connor scored for Morton yet? Joker came on for the last four minutes. Mm. <laughs> the weekend. If he did go for Gemmel, he is 16 to 1 or 20 to 1 on different sites competitors. Right. The fact he didn't play at the weekend worries me. I, th- yep. I think we should maybe, it's a good idea, but we should maybe park it for another week. O'Connor was one that jumped out at me. <sighs> Morton. But then. I don't know if he's. I don't think he scored yet, has he? No, but no. he played the full 90 minutes at the weekend there, because uh, so, I was concerned that he might not be completely up to speed, but playing the full game, 
against Aloha. Aloha uh, having a, uh, a bad time. He's got to score at some point, isn't he, O'Connor? You would oh, think. Oh, bad theory. Uh, um, I'm guessing probably the odds aren't up there, though, in the goal markets. Oh, mind well, you. Give me, a, give me a few minutes I could find out for you at Alternatives. Hamilton at home to Livingston. James Keaton's maybe. Can I get odds on the, the Martin game? Wait a minute. Goal markets. 21. Uh, how are we going to find out if Gemmell's injured or not? How are we going to find out? Go on the Stenhouse Mirror website. <laughs> well, according to soccer base, he's not played since uh, 11th of January. Uh, Aye. So has Greg been tipping him every week and he's not playing? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> well, according to soccer base, he's not scored since the 23rd of November. Oh, what? See, there's Greg and his bloody predictions. No. Predicting players that don't even play. My God. <laughs> Right, who, who, who lives in a, a, a trapdoor carton? What? What are, you, what are you talking about? Don't you open that trapdoor. Right. Yeah. Gemmo's no injured. Because Gemmo was up for that, uh, the comments he made on Twitter about uh, Alan McCoyst, and he got censured but didn't get any ah. ban. So that meant he was free to face East Fife at the weekend, but never played. So... Did he have what? a sticky on when he was in the, the pictures? No, no, he was fine. I bet did he get banned for it? Did no, he didn't. I got censored. He, he got censored, aye. 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 Right, so we're going for him then, even though he's no scored. What will happen then if he doesn't play? Will McBookie get in touch with you and say, look, he's no playing last minute and when it picks no, someone else, so. I, bought... I don't think so, no. So, hmm. <sighs> oh, we're running out of ideas here. I know. Right. What about sh- Shields for Rangers? <laughs> oh. right. We'll go for that then, right? That was the first one. We'll blame John if it doesn't come in. Shields Aye, for Rangers. <laughs> and if Gemmo scores first, we'll just cry. Aye, Gemmo, no chance. He's not going to score first. Right. So that, that's us. Dean Shields, uh, f- he's at Coral. He's 10-3. So oh, that's not great. That's not very good, is it? That's what we'll go for, right? Curtis M. McBookie, £10 bet on St. Johnson, Dundee and Annan Athletic, and £10 on Shields' first scorer. The good guys at McBookie. Right, is there anything else you wanted to mention before we go? No, I'm just happy to still be here. <laughs> Have we not cut you off yet? No, not yet. <sighs> Craig Swan. <laughs> I'm finding it hard to keep up here. You know what? Right. We're, we're very organised tonight as well because we've had the wrestling talk already. Ah, it's been missing the last few weeks, actually. There's not been any kind of chat. I don't know Kevin, my... Kevin Bridges isn't listening anymore. <laughs> I, I've still not read my Ric Flair autobiography. Ooh. You read that and get some. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I might do at the start of the podcast. Right, that's what, that's what you can do. So we've, oh, had okay. a, we've had a Ric Flair noise and we've had me singing uh, Trapdoor. Chris, you want to do anything? Right, no, I'm Oh, we, we plugged we plugged Chris's blog. Uh, Aye, we've plugged that. So bases are all covered. There we go. Yep. Right. Well, thanks for coming on, guys. And oh, cheers. Thanks for listening, everybody. Aye, cheers. And check us out on the, the forum, forums.scottishfootballforums.co.uk. You can come on, chat to Am Craig, surprisingly. 
John's JB and Chris is Psycho Heart. I know. I wish I could change up. I remember Twitter as well. S Football Forums, Chris eighteen eighty eight and John. Aye, JB nineteen seventy eight. But I'm not really. I don't know how I use it much. Ah, uh, you can. What you can do is if I might, I might start. If folks say hello to me, I'll start. <laughs> if, if they come here, send me a tweet. I'll reply. Aye. I'm on. I'm on reviews via Twitter. I want you to tweet me and give me reviews, and they've got to be to the level of the guy that tweeted Chris saying it was possibly the worst thing he's ever heard. <laughs> oh, either. Was it's that a heart that. If you, it doesn't you... beat that, don't bother. Oh, I've just farted and it's a right hell. Oh, it's stinking. That's bad in your own one's smell, isn't it? Oh, that's awful. Oh, I hope he's always so smelly, wasn't it? Oh, you don't want smelly, wasn't it? Oh, dear. It's John's professionalism. And yep. Get that in. Oh, don't get that, just bullshit. Bye. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Cheers. Hopefully, speak to you next week. Cheers. Bye. Thank you.